And here we go. It's episode 20. Wow. 20. Do you know that's Two quite zero. celebratory? Yes. Did we bring any cupcakes or anything? Um, no, I'm mm. sorry. Mm. All right. Well, it's uh, episode 20 of Healthy You with Andrea and Drew. Mm. But I hear we, you we, make a mean yeah. pancake. I Yeah, well, you know, I try. I try. It's, an, it's, a, it's a, an episode where we're going to celebrate without any cupcakes, but no. that's all right. Um, great to be back here with you discussing some uh, uh, more uh, very interesting and uh, insightful topics. And you always give us a lot of great uh, uh, info. And what we always do in these podcasts, we just kind of touch on the surface and there's yes. always uh, more that we could dig into. Oh, and I have a feeling this one is <laughs> one of those podcasts, but, but it's an interesting topic that we're going to uh, kind of start touching on. And it's about milk and dairy and dairy alternatives. Um, I think a lot has changed when it comes to drinking your milk from even when we were kids. We're oh, both, yeah. We're, you know, 33, 34, in and around that uh, age group. Oh, man, do I have to admit that? Uh, but yes, okay, I'm, I was going to say 33, <laughs> but yeah, I'm 34. Um, it's changed a lot since we were kids. Absolutely. And I could just imagine, like, our parents' generation and even further how much has changed. But it was always just drink your milk, drink your milk. And there exactly. was probably, like, two kinds available at the grocery store. A lot is uh, different Changing. now yeah. than from back then. Exactly. And look at our food system. Look at the demand. Look at what the consumer's wanting. And then mm-hmm. most importantly, please look at the misinformation. Yes, which we talk about a <laughs> it's lot. out there. Yes, yes. <laughs> But yeah, maybe it took us 20 episodes to get to this topic because I may have thought, oh, we should talk about milk this time. Oh, that's going to open up a whole other can of uh, of. Uh, we're opening a interest, small can. But let's, right? just let's just go say for that. It, right? We're just going to clarify. Yeah. This is a small can we're opening yeah. today. And, you know, I think I'm in a safe space at the hair salon or the garden center about nutrition talk. And then you turn around and your ears just pop open even mm-hmm. louder because everywhere you go, we're talking about nutrition or health and and somewhat and what's true and what I should be having and what I shouldn't be having. But um, let's break it down a little bit. So what do you, do you know anything about, you know, all the different milk and milk alternatives? You know what? I know, I know um, alternatives are very popular right now and and it's not hard to see that you go to the store and you see so many different kinds and even uh, uh, just in TV commercials. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm going back to what I remember growing up, but there was, you know, 2% and skim. (laughs) Like that was basically (laughs) it, right? That's what I remember. The options were when I would, you know, pick up groceries for my mom or we went shopping together. Uh, But now you see all kinds of milk and milk alternatives at the store and and being marketed. So I I really, I personally don't know a ton. So, and and over the last probably five years, it's expanded even more. So Mm. there are milk alternatives or, you know, dairy-free milk solutions, which is great for the person who is lactose intolerant Mm -hmm. or maybe eats a certain, or eats a certain uh, diet, like a vegan diet and due to animal rights and that kind of stuff. And so it's great that there are options, but sometimes I look back and I'm like, oh my God, we've totally gone beyond. Yeah. Um, because you could pour a glass of original milk for, or, or sorry, um, original form of a milk alternative and it's actually got added sugar in it. So mm-hmm. it's just, you know, we're, we're not making anyone smarter sometimes I feel, but Breaking things down, there's kind of three different things I wanted to talk about with the milk and dairy and dairy alternatives. The Mm -hmm. nutrition, Mm -hmm. the whole thing about 
phlegm oh, yeah. <laughs> creation. I'm sorry to just say it out there, but that's the biggest topic I think with with uh, nutrition uh, with the milk nutrition. And then I want to touch a little bit on sports nutrition mm-hmm. because as someone who works with people who are heavily active or into sports or training, and they're starting to make their you know their post workout nutrition drink almond milk and mm-hmm. just a straight glass of almond milk and don't get me wrong it's it's refreshing but it doesn't have the nutrients that most of our research is based from what cow's milk has okay so yes comparing nutrition cow's milk goat's milk um, and soy milk and have similar nutrition content and what i'm looking at here is the protein mm-hmm. okay so one glass of milk has in and around nine to ten grams of protein of cow soy um, uh, goat, and then even sheep milk. Non-milk alternatives mm-hmm. have zero to one gram of protein. Okay, and so that's you, a you're not, difference. exactly. And you have to look at what these are coming from. Seeds, nuts, yes, we know almonds to have nuts and fiber, uh, sorry, protein and fiber, but the amount of protein that gets out of that almond into the almond milk is very, very minimal. Mm-hmm. Um so that that's the bigger thing. A lot of the n- milk alternatives or non-dairy milk alternatives are also then fortified in a lot of nutrients that regular cow, sheep, soy, or goat mm. milk will have. And you know what I say? I say at the end of the day, if you can tolerate milk, it's got tons of nutrition in it. Okay. Mm-hmm. We do usually recommend to possibly make an, uh, make an organic choice. And this just goes by how the cattle or the sheep or the goats are pretty much fed mm-hmm. and raised um so but as far as the nutrition content when you look at the cow sheep goat soy to non-milk are now the alternatives and the nuts and i'm looking t- talking mainly about the rice the oat the almonds the hemp the cashew it goes over and ev- everywhere yes. that that protein content is is truly not there and i would think if you were to even try to get close you probably have to have so much extra of the alternative to get close to that protein level and then you're going to get into putting all those uh, preservatives mm-hmm. and all the other stuff absolutely that they have to put in there you're going to end up having way too much of that into your diet absolutely cuz you can make your own almond milk mm-hmm. oh right ahead it'll only last 1 to 2 days because there's there very few preservatives. And that's the other unfortunate part is that in the stores, first of all, if you're buying a non-milk alternative, um, most of them are fortified in nutrients, mm-hmm. but all those nutrients are at the bottom of the Tetra Pak or the carton. Yeah. So you have to make sure you give it a good shake before you pour out a glass. But they also do have quite a few preservatives in them. And, and like I said in the beginning, most of the quote-unquote original forms are actually sweetened with a little bit of extra sugar. So you want to look at the unsweetened original if you are making that choice. Yes, okay? of course. And that's something that's always, you you, talked, you touched on the Tetra Packs. You know, anything that says milk, <laughs> if I see it not in the fridge, yeah. yeah that, uh, Doesn't know. it make it, uh, yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah. Anyway. S- sorry. We'll, the, the phlegm, we sidetrack sometimes. <laughs> the phlegm part of, oh, I can't have milk because it causes phlegm um, is, is seen by some. Okay, so it has been seen by some. However, this has not been proven in long-term or longitudinal studies. There was a study with a small sample size of about 60 people in which it found that those who who usually suffer from colds found no link between the cold and phlegm or worsening of the symptoms with the inclusion of milk or milk products. Really? 
However, mm-hmm. I'm going to get all sciencey on you here. Are you okay yeah. with that? Sure. Some big words coming Try at me. you. Um, some scientists have found that there is a certain protein in milk, and it's called beta casomorphin 7 and that's just the form of Say that one three times fast. <laughs> the protein, which actually is a byproduct of the milk when it, the milk breaks down into the gut, which can increase mucus in sensitive people. So, keyword sensitive people. Yes. Right? It's not to say that, you know what, I have a glass of milk every night. Oh, this whole thing, beta casomorphin 7, yeah. <laughs> you know. No, but if you are having some sensitivities and noti- noticing mm-hmm. some differences when you do eat, uh, do drink milk, that could potentially be you, okay? Um, and also, it's um, just to note here too, with that research that was done, it was also very dependent on the breed of the cow, the state of the lactation. So there's all these other... Con- yeah, Lots of variables Confounding in there. variables, exactly. Um, you know, and then so people say, oh, I can't have milk anymore because of phlegm. But when I tell people who come to me who, who uh, may have three or four high-fat, greasy meals in a week, which also uh, can cause yep. extra phlegm, do they give up the high fat greasy meals as easily? So, so where, you know, that's really for you to sit down and ask yourself what's, yeah. what's worse to give up kind of thing. So. Yep. And, but you've touched on something there, but it, it, you know, we're going to go back to a couple of the keywords that you, you've said, you, there are those people with the sensitivities out there. So we're not taking away from anyone who actually does have real sensitivity exactly. or, or the allergies or the lactose intolerance. Exactly. Like there's, there's a lot of people out there. So, uh, just to drive that fact home, we are, ju- we are, we are discussing that, uh, you know, there's both sides to this. Absolutely. And thank you for clarifying that because even with a lactose sensitivity, a lot of people are more lack or more sensitive to the lactose in milk than Mm -hmm. yogurt or cheese, for instance, because there is less. So, you know, it's great that they can have one, but maybe not the other. Um, And then the other thing, as I mentioned, from a sports nutrition um, uh, uh, perspective and research, the milk-like or the non-milk alternatives, um, they do not have the same amount of whey protein as Mm -hmm. regular cow's milk, for instance, which is the the main, obviously, building block post-workout that we are, most of us are quite familiar with. Um, And and just, you know, from a fortification perspective, uh, vitamin D, calcium, if you are choosing a non-milk alternative from even a sports performance and you're using a protein powder with it in addition to it that's a great alternative but you want to look at other things that it's fortified and you know certain things like vitamin d and calcium and some of the nutrients that you may need as well all right see that we did say there's gonna be a lot of info in there i have another page of info can we not another page um (laughs) no let's not (laughs) no but you know what there that's uh, as we said right off the bat, this is something that there's a lot of info on, yes. and, and we knew this was going to be a, a very in-depth topic. So we like we say it all the time: we just scratch the surface. But this one here is scratching the surface of the surface, kind of thing. Yeah. So if anyone wants to get in touch with you and learn a little bit more about uh, milk and dairy and alternatives and so on and so on, yeah, Andrea Um Not to be mistaken with all of the um, interesting non-milk or not milk websites that are out there as well so just again at the end of the day like you said it's about the credibility as well of of what you are reading so search a little deeper exactly and again they can get in touch with you if they need a bit more absolutely